Welcome to episode 32 of the Internet Beer Users Podcast. My name is Nick Pro, and I'm joined today by my co-host, as always, Jay Torres. Jay, what's going on, man? Hey, Nick. Good. How are you, man? Um, I watched the eclipse on Monday. Did you get to watch the eclipse? I did, yeah, <laughs> on uh, KTVU, Channel 2. Oh, you didn't get to step outside. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's funny. I was, I was talking to my wife, and we were kind of chit-chatting and saying, oh... I wonder if anywhere has it has uh, the glasses around here, and I made a couple of calls just kind of half-heartedly, and they were like, "Nope, we're all sold out, all sold out." And I was kind of a step uh, away from doing research, doing like a homemade deal, and then I just got super lazy and uh, <laughs> kind of had my uh, kind of had my usual Monday meeting and attended to a couple of things while kind of simultaneously watching on my computer. So and and he, by the way, I'm leaving out a crucial, crucial detail. Uh, where my office is located, oh, the v- yeah. there is no view. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's you know a little bit there, but you would have to kind of get up to a high spot, and then and you're kind of looking it's cloudy and squinting. Up there too, right? It was completely oh, yeah, okay. it was completely foggy, and it was just there was That's no right. view to speak of. So right. yeah, it was it was pretty uneventful for me. So oh. Jay, you. Sounds like you saw the big yeah. moment. You had a great clear skyed view. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, we Talk went to, to the, we went to the roof of our uh apartment complex and my wife she dropped off our daughter at school and first day mm-hmm. of school was Monday and they made a big deal about the eclipse. They got a brand new science mm-hmm. teacher and he was super excited. So he brought a bunch of those solar eclipse glasses. And he sold there them, you, go. you know, gave them to the kids for free and gave, you know, sold them to the parents, uh, whoever wanted them. Mm-hmm. And then she rushed back sure. home and then uh, it was probably like nine, nine thirty by the time she got back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we went up to the roof. Uh, we were, I was nerding out, man. I brought, I brought the iPad so I can watch like, um, the NASA live stream, just like all the commentary. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, we spent like an hour up there just looking at the, looking at the moon, eat the sun. And, um, Wow. I just just watching the other stuff, the um, you know, like up in Oregon where the sun was completely blacked out. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we're gonna actually make the trek to actually watch a, a total solar eclipse. Like before I die, I, I want to see one of these things in real life. Two thousand twenty-four. I believe I read correct in seven next years. Next one. Yep. Be a little little older, a little wiser, <laughs> and yeah. hopefully I'll have a better view that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I just looking at all the coverage. It's like this is something I've always wanted to. Uh, to ever since I was a kid, I was just fascinated by solar eclipses, and um, I think yeah. now's the time. Um, I want to see a total one one of these days. So, yeah. Anyways, anyways, we're nerding yeah. out on on science stuff. How was how was your weekend? Hey. There, I mean, we had to really tap into that that inner geek right there, and I think <laughs> if there's a time to do it, it's for a solar eclipse. Yeah. So I think we're I think we're good to go. Um, yeah, other than that, um, you know, just been kind of hanging out, uh, drinking some beers as as usual. Uh, had a few standouts the last few days. I had some beers from Cellar Makers last release. I talked about it last show, of course. I had the Permanent Daylight, one of the uh, beers that was canned. I've had permanent daylight a f- bunch of other times when it's been on tap the last few years, and this was a pretty good batch. It wasn't um, wasn't quite what I was expecting. I they, they marketed it as double dry hopped. I, I don't know if they if they utilize that technique with um, really amping up the uh, the beers um, 
I guess the aromatics in terms of the hopping process and dry hopping it. But it, it, I don't know. I was expecting a little bit more from it. I mean, it was solid. And I think that if it was my first time trying the permanent daylight, I would have been a little bit more blown away, if you will. But um, having had it a few other times, and even just looking at my old untaps, my previous check-ins, I think it was a little bit, a um, little bit, a little bit more exceptional. So mm-hmm. th- one of the two can releases was pretty good, but um, won't give too much away for for the other uh, can. I think we're gonna have some thoughts on that in the near future. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what what about you, Jay? Um, wh- some standout beers uh, that you had the past few days or over the weekend? Yeah, so over the weekend, we went back down to SoCal. Uh, my wife had a, a couple clients, so we made a trip out of it. And once mm-hmm. she was off of work on Saturday, uh, we went over to the yard house. And there's a yard house uh, in in her uh, hometown in Brea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's easy. They've got a you know bunch of beer for me. They've got easy kids menu. So uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. an easy uh, place to go to for us. And being in SoCal, I looked at their tap list, and they actually had Noble Ale Works on tap, um, based nice. out of Anaheim. And I had a Big Wig IPA. And you know, mm. when I, when I go to Yard House, it's always like that dile- you know that dilemma of choice when you have too many things in front of you, you don't you never know what to drink. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and just looking at the the tap list, I saw that stand out. I was like, yeah, I can't get this anywhere else. So. I had myself a right. pint of that big wig IPA, and man, let me tell you, it was warm down there. It was nice and smooth. It, like IPA, it wasn't too strong. Was it? Wasn't too sweet. Was it more West Coast or it was, was it West Coast it was or West New Coast, England yeah. style? Definitely West, West Coast. West Coast, okay. Yeah. But it nice. wasn't too hoppy or bitter. It was just like honestly, dude, it was just perfect. Like I would give it like a, you know, four point two five. It was really, really good. Very and, nice. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous that it, we can't get it up here easily. Yeah, no, Noble is making some some great stuff down south. I had their 24K, oh man, the name is escaping me. It was uh, a few months back. It was one of their double IPAs, uh, hazy New England style. And it was, I think it was like 24K gold. Either that or I'm confusing it with Bruno Mars's uh, latest <laughs> sing, hit single. It's, it's I don't remember, remember exactly. But uh, yeah. But it was good. It was really good. I was really impressed with Noble, and they've been definitely coming out with some stellar beers from what I've seen, and, and that's awesome that you got to have some on tap. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. So, um, so there's a few bits of follow-up. Why don't you tell me about um, Hop Valley? So I <laughs> had the opportunity <laughs> to check out a Giants game this weekend over at uh, AT&T Park with my wife, and we had a really great time on Saturday so um, I noticed that I was just kind of walking around in, uh, we were in the uh, the upper level area. If you kind of picture the outside or the, the perimeter of a stadium in the walkway area, it's kind of, it's spread out of course, but there's like kind of a part that you hit that's, that's a lot more spread out. So there's kind of like a, um, I don't want to say like a plaza, but kind of like a common area where there's um, a bunch of stands and obviously, you know, beer and and food stands and and things of that sort. And I stopped because immediately one caught my eye and it was very, very new. I'd never seen it before. It was very recent. You could tell that they just installed it there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very bright, very professional. And it was from Hop Valley Brewing out of Oregon. And those of you who have listened to the show before know that uh, I've actually talked about Hop Valley. 
And, uh, you know, I just was like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. And I did some further research. And by further research, I mean, I scrolled past the first couple of links of their website and actually found a link over at brewbound.com from 2016 that I completely missed announcing that Miller Coors bought a majority stake in Hot Valley Brewing. So it was just, it was a... um, I wouldn't call it an aha moment. It was a kind of a an embarrassing moment on my end, uh, being kind of tuned in and, and knowledgeable about beer and craft beer, independent craft beer, having talked about it on the show multiple times and having mentioned it to to listeners of the show that I was impressed with Hot Valley and, and their newfound availability and distribution in this area here. So I was I was pretty bummed, Jay. I gotta admit, I was pretty disappointed in myself. Um Wanted to obviously my first thought, of course, was like, oh man, I got to talk about this next show, and you know they're Hot Valley. I mean, they're making some pretty good beer, but you know they're Miller. They're owned by Miller Coors, and okay, you they can't are, blame yourself. I mean, I uh, to be honest, I've never heard of Hot Valley. Um, didn't even know Miller Coors yeah. owned them, so I wouldn't be too hard on you on myself. Tell me about New Belgium and Magnolia Brewing. Well, this one's actually a little bit more heartwarming. It's more of a partnership akin to the one that we talked about uh, the episode before last between 21st Amendment, Funk Funk Works, and Brooklyn Brewing. Uh, and this one's a big one. This one's really interesting. I'm, I'm excited about this one, being a big fan of New Belgian. Uh, so let, go, let me uh, go ahead and read you from the press release. A group led by New Belgian Brewing Company has entered into an agreement to purchase the assets of San Francisco's iconic Magnolia Brewing as part of a bankruptcy proceeding. The newly for- formed partnership will be a majority-owned subsidiary of New Belgian with Elysian founder Dick Cantwell and Belgian Lambic producer I'm not even going to try it. Oed <laughs> Beersoul. Oh, man. Beer's in his name. Uh, yeah, there you go. As minority partners, this partnership will continue to operate both Magnolia locations with existing staff and brands. Cantwell will head up brewing operations, working alongside Magnolia founder Dave McLean, who will be an employee of the partnership. It will be Dick's first brewing gig since leaving uh, Elijah in April of 2015 after its acquisition by Anheuser-Busch in Bev. And, and that I just quickly want to mention after reading that press release, this is um, for the record, the gentleman, um, uh, Dick Cantwell, who founded Elijah, what happened was, is they got acquired by, by AB InBev and he was just like, nope, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Peace. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you read up on it, I did a little bit uh, further research. I think they may even mention in this, in this article, he was just like, nope, I'm out of here. And apparently, he there were there were certain stipulations. There was like a non compete. Like he can he can work or start a brewery in certain states. Like I guess in the Pacific Northwest, he still can't until a certain year. So they were just like, okay, but hey, you know. <laughs> so this is this is really interesting. And Magnolia being here in San Francisco, um, you know, Jay just putting it out there. I don't know how many times you've had their beer. Um, I've had their beer. Uh, I don't know. Once, maybe <laughs> um, they and you know not j- and just being honest, not saying anything bad about them. Um, never, I've never really been you know uh, interested in their beer. Just haven't seen anything that that has caught my eye. To be quite honest with you, but New Belgian, uh, you know, just out of out of Colorado, mainstay in the craft beer world. They've produced um, quite a few really standout beers that I've enjoyed throughout the years. So them kind of coming in. 
and and partnering and kind of breathing life into Magnolia. That's that's to me that's very exciting. And then also kind of as a as an added little curveball, if you will, you got this this traditional Belgian lambic producer. Uh, uh, being thrown into the mix as well, and and kind of the way that it's going to work out, and what they intend to do is is have New Belgian come in and start brewing in the and and of course the uh, the gentleman that that founded Elijah come in and kind of start adding to um, Magnolia's existing recipes, uh, brew new recipes, of course, uh, experiment, and then kind of import, I, I guess the um, the lambics coming in. Uh, from Belgium and blend them actually with magnolia beers or even bases of mag- magnolia beers. And essentially what this will do is this will establish the world's first dedicated lambic blendery or uh, blenders outside of Belgium. So that, and not for the record again, not, a, I don't, I've never had a lambic. I, I would definitely want to try one. Um, as you know, Jay, my Belgian beer IQ is we got to get it very we got to get it yeah it's like non-existent um but hey maybe I'll I'll, I'll, once they start getting this off the ground and offering some of those on their menu over at Magnolia um I'll I'll pay them a visit you know they got a really great location long-standing over there in the hate uh I've I've popped in there and and walked by a few times and this is this is something I'll definitely be keeping my eyes on yeah I've I'm a, I'm a fan of New Belgium. Fat Tire is one of the first craft beers I ever tried. Definitely. Um, yeah, I've never had Magnolia that I can think of. So, I mean, this will yeah. be interesting. Um, yeah, partnership. I'm all, I'm all good with that. Um, Definitely. And, this, and again, we just pointed out like the previous one that we mentioned with 21st Amendment. It's great to see uh, independent craft breweries coming together and, and advancing and growing in these types of ways as opposed to the alternative which uh cough cough hop valley uh chose to do up there in oregon so um congrats to magnolia new belgian and um the gentleman uh over previously of elijah mr cantwell on this uh joint partnership so good luck to them so i threw in this last link uh for a follow-up um going on the tech side uh news came out yesterday verizon is no longer unlimited. They are throttling all video, no matter what uh, unlimited quote unquote plan that you have. And uh, you know, I I have my thoughts obviously about the wireless carriers. I think T-Mobile is the best. I used to be on AT and T. I'm kind of partial to them, but they kind of fell out of favor in my book. Uh, Verizon mm-hmm. just pulling this this. Uh, consumer unfriendly move throttling video um, basically down to 480p which is like DVD quality video uh, wow the only way to get uh, 720 I think is it to, to upgrade to a another there's a go unlimited beyond unlimited and business unlimited and the highest that you can go is 720p on smartphones there's no way to get 1080p uh, video on your phone the only you can only do it through a tablet device um, I think this is kind of lame on Verizon's part. I mean, they, yeah. they, they claim to be the largest network and, you know, they're, they're, they, I've noticed in the years that they, they haven't been the best. I mean, it's, it's neck and neck between Verizon and AT&T. Uh, mm-hmm. But th- for them to come out, like the, the trend recently has been everybody going to these unlimited plans and for them to kind of like scale back and like, uh, you know, hey, we're, we're not doing HD video on phones anymore. We're, we're actually taking it away for existing customers. They're, no one's gr- grandfathered in. They just took it took it away from, from existing and anybody new signing up took away the, well, even, the ability to... Even if you... 
even if you had it previously, you're saying, Jay, even they, they're not honoring, the, they're not grandfathering no, anyone in. No. If, wow. if you're existing, it, it, they, you no longer have the ability to watch HD video. And I think it's just kind of stupid on, on Verizon's part. Oh, so wow. So they're, they're in my, they're on my, um, you know, my crap list right now because <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's not fair. Is... It's not fair to that, to in- existing customers. I mean, AT&T famously, you know, had the unlimited plan for unli- uh, original iPhone owners. They were grandfathered mm-hmm. in. I think people still have them. Um, I had one. Yeah, I had it up until recently when I, when they started their new unlimited promotion, I got, I got it in for the family deal for, for the wife and I, but I did have the previous grandfathered one. And the most they did with that was they, they did the now, Pretty standard. If you go above 22 yeah. gigs, you may be throttled, which I haven't experienced yet. Knock on wood, um, on the on the new family unlimited plan. But these type of stipulations and making that decision in the and and I did read the article that you um, that'll be in the show notes, Jay, that you, that you posted, and they actually said they said we don't feel that there's any discernible difference. Something along the lines of there isn't any discernible difference between 720p and 1080p. And I think that that would be a valid argument, I don't know, five years ago when the largest cell phone screen was four inches. I think that's, I think that's, that's a fair assessment. And one, one could even argue that for slightly larger phones. But when you're talking about five, five and a half inch, um, throwing iPads in the mix, you can definitely see the difference between 720p and 1080, at least, at least I can. And for them to use that as an excuse is just, I don't know, it's just, yeah, it just, it really, it really is a bad taste in my mouth. And, and if I, if I was a Verizon customer with an unlimited plan, I would, I would not be happy about this at all. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know if they still have two year contracts or anything like that, but if, if any people are, this is kind of like a, a breach of the contract. They changed, a, you know, they took away a feature or they changed something and I, and you'd be able to yeah. get out of your contract because they broke it. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if people are going to start getting pissed and you know, yeah. starting to organize for a, for a lawsuit or something. Yeah. Class action yeah. or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, anyways, so. let's, let's, let's get into our beer. I'm all worked up. <laughs> If I if I was a Verizon customer, I'd be man, I'd be tapping on the can right now. But uh, no, the time has come. Uh, it's time for today's show beer. Really, really excited about this one. Shout out to Equivalent Exchange, my brother, for sending Jay and I up a couple of these cans. And today's show beer is from Monkish, uh, favorite of the show, and the Answer Brew Pub out of Richmond, Virginia. We have their second collaboration on the Monkish side which is a beer called Red Beans Didn't Miss Her Double IPA, clocking it at 8.8 uh, ABV. And let's go ahead and, and start to crack that here, Jay. I believe it's Red Beans and Rice Didn't Miss Her. Red Beans and Rice. Did, how God. am I going to forget the rice? I, geez, how can I forget the rice when the next thing that I was going to say here, Jay, was look at this label. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, I mean, okay, Obviously, a, a common theme or thread with uh, craft breweries doing the whole uh, New England style uh, IPA, double IPA can craze and, and and all that is very unique artwork, um, standing out, you know, being original, being unique, and this is this is definitely in the top five most unique that I've ever seen. <laughs> And just check it out. Um, just go ahead and, and Google it, and you know we'll take like a we'll take like a, a shot of it, uh, and it'll be on our Instagram as all of our 
uh, shows are. We do have a, a, an Instagram, Instagram post for each one of our shows. If in case you aren't on Instagram and don't follow us, check us out at IBU Podcast. And it is patterned off of a red beans and rice label. And it's a specific company. I should have looked this yeah, up. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, very, I've never seen, like, it looks like a label that they tried to play off of, but I've never seen it. It looks kind of looks like a Campbell's soup can label to me, but it's no, a, it's, that it's, can't be right. It's a, um, it's a specific company, and I see their stuff all the time. I'm going to go ahead and Google it right now on the fly, real-time follow-up here. I'm going to come up with it. I think it is, yes, here it is. It is Zat, Zatarain, so it's Z-A-T-A-R-A-I-N-S, and it is patterned off their iconic style. They do have, in the actual red beans and rice, there's a silhouette of a gentleman on the top left corner, and he's playing like a clarinet or some kind of a, a woodwind instrument. They've replaced that with a gentleman drinking a huge jug of beer. So I thought that that was awesome. <laughs> um, instead of the <laughs> instead of Zatarain's, it says Monkish and the Answer, and um, it says a collaboration tradition since uh, 2017. Okay, it and now. it says instead of New Orleans style, it says it, there's like a little. Um, yeah piece of tape, new D, uh, DIPA style, red beans and rice didn't miss her, um, original, uh, it has her logos on the side, um, the fork has a little monkish logo on it, I mean, it, it, this is this is amazing, I, I, I love it, I love little riffs as, again, going back to our Instagram, some of you may know, I, I, in the past, we've done riffs of, of beer labels that we're featuring on the show with similar things, so obviously I'm a huge fan, um, but I do want to say really quickly, Jane, to tell everyone out there, I'm not the biggest fans of red, fan of red beans and rice. I'm just going to be honest. I, I, I've never I, I had didn't, it. <laughs> to be I honest. never. I didn't. I didn't grow up eating it. I don't go for it at Popeyes. Speaking of my brother, he loves it over at Popeyes. Um, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. And when I saw this can, I'm going to be quite honest with you, Jay, because they kept that very sizable, you know, quote unquote, enlarged to show texture picture of the red beans and rice there and it didn't want it didn't make me want to drink a beer so i I, I don't think i'm a fan of this label it 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 weirds me out um yeah yeah i think i think if they would have minimized the actual red beans and rice shot i think it would have been no i mean like the yeah red beans and rice didn't miss her it's a great name for a beer it just takes up too much of the the label anyways anyways this is where we're we're getting long in the tooth let's get to the beer something deserves our attention a lot more and that is the yeah. the aroma and the appearance on this incredible it's yellow it is murky hazy i can't see through it at all um at all it's uh to me i'm getting like a golden hue on it uh, super hazy just just oh man looks looks amazing the smell is i get grapefruit is, i get um juiciness i can i can <laughs> i hope it's a juice bomb but i it, it smells like one to me yeah, you know, I'm getting a, a tons of pineapple, um, mango, orange, tangerine coming in. It's just, oh man, and and I mean, this can, by the way, we're recording uh, the 23rd of August. This was canned back on the fourth. Okay, so it's got, you know, it's got a couple weeks on it or so, but this is this just smells good, jumping yeah. out of the. Oh yeah, it's jumping out of the glass and um, looks great. Super inviting. Uh, let's let's dig in and sample the red beans and rice. Didn't miss her. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. It doesn't taste like red beans or rice. 
(laughs) (laughs) Thank God. I'll tell you what it does taste like. It tastes like an exceptional, exceptional monkish, I guess monkish based is the way to call it, double IPA. I've had the pleasure of trying quite a few in the past, I don't know, year and a half or so. Right away, let me just say, spoiler alert here, Jay. This is this is right away one of the best ones I've had. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, eight point eight percent ABV. Uh, mm. Really easy to drink. Um, mm. Easy mouthfeel. It's very smooth. Um, I get pineapple when I when I taste it. That's the flavor that jumps out to me the most. Um, shoot, man, <laughs> it's good. Oh man. Um, yeah, I'm definitely getting some pineapple. The ABV is super well hidden, a lot more well hidden than our previous show beer. I mean, it's it's night and day. This tastes like a mid seven regular IPA to me, quite frankly. I feel like it's going to get um, stronger as it as as it warms. It may, it may. I I get a little bit. I get a little bit of the heat in in the kind of the back of my tongue, mm-hmm. like prickling a little bit after I I you know on the finish. Yeah. But the finish itself, the initial impression Mm, of that is that it's super super smooth silky creamy mouthfeel um it's just you know it it it, and you know here's the thing monkish double ipas are kind of their typical ones that they brew kind of their core lineup if you will a lot of them tend to clock in at the lower eights about eight eight percent you know 8.1 maybe 8.2 that would be my first guess honestly here it would you know oh it's just kind of the standard abv the fact that it's approaching nine percent and they were able to pull this off in terms of the balance is just oh, yeah when you put it that way almost nine percent that you know nine percent sounds a lot higher than 8.8 for whatever reason but yeah if you put it like almost nine percent it does not come off as almost nine percent which mm-hmm. when you put it that mm-hmm. way it's it's pretty pretty amazing mm. so super low abv on this um super well balanced to get to get those fruit flavors coming in you know, definitely, like Jay said, getting a lot of pineapple, um, a lot of uh, the, um, a lot of that tangerine coming in, more, more of the juicy citrus in terms of the flavor coming in, and I think that that's that's the citra really shining. So, really quickly, let me just read the description here uh, from Monkish's Instagram. Instagram. Uh, this is a collaboration with the Answer uh, that I mentioned, brew pub out in Virginia. It's a double IPA brewed with a simple grain recipe and a simple but generous hopping of citra with a touch of galaxy and mosaic hops. So that 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 makes sense. That totally makes sense. You get the citra really shining, those pineapple flavors really bursting through and and some complexity really with the galaxy um I guess the the more assertiveness of of the galaxy and also kind of that mosaic rounding it out with some of those bright uh citrus flavors and this is this is just exceptional. I I I think they knocked it out of the park with this one. Agreed. And um, we will continue to drink this beer throughout the show. And mm-hmm. uh, moving on to our next topic. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Nick. Uh, we're, we're pretty nerdy and we like, our, we like <laughs> our gadgets. And how many times has someone come up to you and asked, hey, what do you think about the new iPhone? Or what do you think about this? Should I buy the new Apple TV? And mm-hmm. I'm sure you get those questions all the time, I assume, correct? Uh, way more than I can count. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Uh, fair enough. I get I get a ton of those <laughs> questions. Uh, famously, my friends like to ask, like they like to tease me. So, is there going to be a new mm-hmm. iPhone this year? Mm. There's always going to be a new iPhone. <laughs> but hmm, I don't know. Let me let me grab one of those little um, eight balls and shake it up a little bit right. and ask that. <laughs> um, so, kind of like marrying the uh, the you know our people coming to us at for advice, and we're doing you know a tech and a beer podcast. I thought it would be kind of cool to give our best beer recommendations in certain situations. So I thought it would be kind of fun way to, you know, I, I know, I don't know about you, but, you know, people know that I'm into craft beer or like, you know, drinking beer is one of my, you know, hobbies nowadays. And I'm sure it's the same, <laughs> same thing is for you. And, you know, every once in a yep. while people ask or, you know, sometimes people are intimidated when they go to a restaurant and they have like a long tap list, like, what should I get? And yep. I thought it'd be kind of cool to uh you know in different situations kind of the best beer to to recommend to somebody or when you're in a certain situation so we came up mm-hmm. with uh a number of different scenarios and we nick and i both made our picks and the first uh first scenario um uh, i run into this pretty often when i when, it, when i go to family gatherings best beer to recommend mm-hmm. to my dad or to my uncles and kind of the background on this, you know, I'm Filipino. My obviously my parents and a lot of my relatives, uh, they're born in the Philippines and they came here. And yeah. the the national beer is is San Miguel, and you can mm-hmm. get that here. Uh, they import it here, but it's basically uh, a pilsner, and that's what they grew up drinking. It's what they're used to. And although you can get San Miguel pretty easily over here. It's not, you can't, you can't find it everywhere. And they always want to, my dad, especially, he's like, whenever we go out to eat, he's like, what, what should I get? And, yeah. uh, for me, uh, my recommendation to, you know, uh, my dad or, you know, a Filipino uncle, relative, whatever, uh, would be a scrimshaw Pilsner from North coast brewing. Um, mm-hmm. I think Pilsners, you can't, I'll be honest, you can't really mess them up. They're, they're, it seems like they're pretty consistent, uh, whichever brewery you get them from. And it's, it's, you know, it's the same style as San Miguel, which they make in the Philippines. And, um, every, uh, Pilsner, especially, uh, Scrimshaw, uh, I recommend to my dad, he tastes it and he's like, Oh, this is good. There's this tastes like San Miguel. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of, a, you know, maybe it's not like selling the, the whatever beer, that I give him, you know, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, I don't, I want to say like pulling it down, but it's just goes to show that no. it's, a, it's a good recommendation. Cause I know his palate, I know his taste and yes. I know what type of beer he'll enjoy. So, so my first pick yeah. for the Filipino dad or uncle is Scrimshaw Pilsner from, from North coast. Yes. And I actually want to mention that I enjoyed a nice Scrimshaw, Scrimshaw, <laughs> 8.8 baby. A, uh, <laughs> a nice Scrimshaw uh, Pilsner over at the Giants game. And I paid, I think, <laughs> with tax. Oh, no. Oh, it was a bomber. Oh. So it was $18 oh, at the park. That was my only beer of the night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, almost, I, I was like, oh, my God. I can imagine how many get a 12-pack for this. Anyway, had to, had to just say that. I know it's obvious. You go to the game. Anyway, I just had to say that. So... Like Jay, I come from a large ethnic family as well, large Latin family, and uh, always a lot of family gatherings. And you know, we all go to my uncle's house, and he always has a, a, a you know a fridge full of beer. And I 
I, I think what I what I wanted to to add to what Jay just said, being in a similar situation, you know, when you're at a family gathering and there's a group of people, even though there may be individual people that are open to whatever you happen to suggest and know that you're into beer and are very open and experimental, in a group, in a normal group setting, the average group setting, everyone just wants to drink something that they enjoy, that everyone can pass beers around and enjoy together and I think that the experimentation factor is, is definitely minimized in these types of scenarios. So I have a very similar pick uh, to Jay, and my my pick was Trumer Pills, uh, which is a, a, a Pilsner from uh, Trumer Brewing uh, based in, in Austria. Back in 2004, they opened up a, I guess, a branch, if you will, in Berkeley, Berkeley actually. Yeah. And it's, uh, according to them, it's it's the most, it's the most awarded modern pilsner i guess is the way of putting it and it was really one of my first i guess craft it is it is craft it's not it's not us right it's not american per se i mean they have an outpost here it it technically is from from austria yeah. from europe mm-hmm. but i it's you know definitely considered craft and it was one of my first kind of stepping out of my box beers that that i actually tried and i have a lot of great memories you know drinking um trumer pills in, in the late um, 2000s and, and enjoying it. And I still, from time to time, when I want something light, right. crisp, you know, refreshing, and, uh, you know, I opt for a nice, uh, nice Trumer Pills always gets the job done. And, you know, bringing that to a, to a family gathering, giving that to the uncles and, and everyone. And it's just, you know, you pop that top and, psh, you know, boom. But in my opinion, if you're going to reach for a green bottle, make it a Trumer Pills. And, and not a Heineken. <laughs> and definitely not, not a Heineken. Heineken. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Great picks for uh, beers to recommend to our our dads or our relatives. Um, okay, next mm-hmm. next category. This one's kind of fun. I w- it, would it be safe to assume that the majority of our listeners are, are male? I, I would say I would seem so to assume ours. So. No way. <laughs> well, I know my wife listens. <laughs> I know, I'm pretty sure your wife listens uh, uh, to our podcast. No, she 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 just she has enough of me yapping <laughs> all the time that she doesn't want to listen to an hour. Of my voice droning on about beer. No, no, she does. Of course, she's oh, very supportive. Okay, so I, I assume a lot of guys w- are listening to us, and you know, hopefully, <laughs> they have girlfriends or significant others, or wives. Um, so the next category: best beer for guys to recommend to their girlfriends, wives, or significant others. And my pick for this is Duvel Golden Pale Ale. Um, great beer. It's a pale ale, so it's a little bit lighter. It's less bitter than um, an IPA or a double IPA. And since it's a golden IPA, or sorry, golden pale ale, it's similar in style to a Belgian beer. It's strong, and it has a little bit more character than, you know, just a normal pale ale. And mm-hmm. uh, I have a little bit of history with Duval. Um, first time I took my wife now... Our first date back in, shoot, when was that now? 2011? Um, she mm-hmm. ordered uh, Duvel. We went to this place uh, in Culver City called Father's Office. Best burger ever, in my opinion, to this day. Yes, I, it's it's one of the best I've had. I have oh, to agree nice to you. have been. been there, yeah. Yeah, awesome, yep. awesome place. Yeah. Um, yep. She ordered a Duvel all on her own. She knew what she was ordering. So at that point, I knew that she was the one. Nice. <laughs> um just going when we when I was doing research for this for this episode, I was doing some research on Duvel. I was like, is it is it craft? And you know what? It 
they technically are. Um, just doing some research into du- into Duvel, they bought Boulevard Brewing of Kansas City, Missouri, back in 2013, and Omegang, I don't of New York. I, oh, I've, I never. Yeah, it's one of those I've never. You know, Jay, it's one of those brewery names I've never actually said. Right? Out loud. It's like you go to the store. You're usually by yourself, and you see Omeg. In my head, I say Omegang. I don't know. Um, anyways, <laughs> that hey, that works for me, man. <laughs> oh, and by, and by the way, I just have to add to that uh, Firestone Walker as well. Oh, um, they you know, did. I think I yeah they did yeah I yeah I think I, I think I saw that I forgot to put it down, but yeah mm-hmm. yeah they have yeah. a control you know a small interest in in Firestone Walker. Uh, I looked them up. They are technically still craft. It was funny. I was on their website, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Duvel. I, I shoot, I forgot which country: Austria, Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. I don't know. I'll mm-hmm. look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so their their production was in um, in metric. So they make one point eight million hectoliters per year and i did the conversion mm-hmm. 1.5 million bar- barrels so it's well under mm-hmm. the uh the threshold for being considered craft so so my nice. recommendation to all you out there who go out to dinner with their girlfriends wives and want to suggest a a, a beer maybe not a wine because I, I don't for some reason they like to order wine i would suggest <laughs> duvel golden pale ale for your significant others, girlfriends, or wives. Nice pick, Jay. And I will admit, I have not yet tried Duvel, uh, uh, Golden Pale Ale. Yes, I know. That's the that's the same exact reaction that my brother gave me. And my brother, to talk to bring him up again, he's a huge fan of Duvel. Uh, it's one of his favorite beers, and it's definitely on our list to sample or for me to sample at least uh, the next time that we get together so really looking forward to that and I want to pick a beer we've talked about quite a bit on the show and it's 21st Amendment Heller High Watermelon and it is of course a wheat beer um, with uh, watermelon with a I guess you say infusion I'm not sure exactly how you would classify it specifically but I I personally enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, it's a great summer beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess this is seasonal. Duvel would Duvel would work year round, anytime. Right. It's available year round. Uh, this is definitely more seasonal. But I do want to mention it because I you know as long as your significant other enjoys watermelon or at least watermelon flavor, <laughs> yeah, um, which most people do. I've never really met anyone that doesn't. I, I don't see. I have to really just quick <laughs> for myself. I don't I don't go out of my way to eat watermelon. Like if it's at a picnic oh, or a barbecue or something so i don't good. like tear it up like ah, that's like me. it's kind of like i don't know totally me yeah no and and that's my wife you know so it's just kind of it's you know obviously thinking about this beer for her she really enjoys it but i just think it's a really it's a very accessible beer yes, just accessible. On, on, on a on a wide scale and you know 21st amendment really hit the nail on the head with the balance that they were able to achieve and having a nice light um, summertime wheat beer and really infusing that that watermelon and I'm not sure Jay if you've ever had it with an actual fresh yep. watermelon wedge yep, at the- but that is that is the way to drink it yeah any anytime you have the opportunity to have it that way or you get if it's served that way or you are at a barbecue or something and they have it there in the cooler and there's some watermelon cut do yourself a favor get a little wedge of it drop it in there thank me later yeah so. they, that's how they serve it at the brew pub um, yep over in San Leandro, that's how they serve it at the facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, mm-hmm. great pick. I love mm-hmm. Heller High Watermelon, and and you you, you you made a good point. They it's a it's a great balance. Um, I've had Watermelon Dorado from Ballast Point, 
and it's an IPA. And for whatever reason, it it doesn't work as well as Hell or High Watermelon. They're different styles, obviously, but yeah. um, I think 21st yeah. Amendment did it right. You know, a lighter beer. Yeah, they nailed it. Yeah, lighter oh, lighter yeah. beer. Uh, mixed with the watermelon flavor, it's it's a it's a perfect mix. Yeah. Whereas like Dorado, and, it's just like it's, it's a little bit too much. Well, it's it's the way of thinking of it is the the Heller High watermelon is fresh watermelon, whereas the Ballast Point um, watermelon El Dorado is like, watermelon Jolly Rancher. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it tastes like candy. It, it, it yeah, and and let me just 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 as a quick aside, I did try for the first time the El Dorado. Uh, watermelon and had I had read the reviews online about the Jolly Rancher and and even some of you listening out there that are listening to me say it in in, in your head saying hmm the double IPA at 10% by the way is the ABV on that one with an artificial watermelon flavor infusion that sounds disgusting I kind of like it and I it's okay and that's what hey I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. It works. I don't know why. I don't know how. It, but yeah. but Ballast Point pulled it off on that one. It sh- it sounds like it wouldn't work. It sounds like it'd be disgusting. But it's actually surprisingly drinkable, especially at the ABV. So, hey, Ballast Point, <laughs> another one. You know, they're you know they're on my constellation. Yeah. They're out there, whatever. But you got to respect them because they were able to pull that off. So anyway, just as an aside. Uh, yeah, that's that's funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, next category. Um, I've run into this. Uh, so I've talked about my kids on the podcast before. I have two kids. And, you know, they tire me out. And sometimes, you know, they're in bed by like 8, 9 o'clock at night. And... Um, Sometimes we'll just I'll just sit on the couch and I'll go on the, go into the fridge and there's nothing there. I'm like, oh crap, it's eleven, mm-hmm. maybe twelve o'clock at night, and there's nothing open except for a grocery store, a liquor store, Safeway, Seven Eleven, and I wanted to uh, pick out a beer, best beer to pick when it's twelve a.m. and only Safeway or the Seven Eleven around the corner from your parents' house is open. In Nick's case, <laughs> um, oh yeah. So if you're stuck in this situation and it's midnight on a week weeknight or you know on a weekend, um, my pick. So I've got actually got two picks. Uh, if you're here in the Bay Area or anywhere that this beer is available, um, my pick would be Brew Free or Die IPA. Um, I'm a fan, obviously, nice. of Twenty First Amendment and Brew Free, Brew Free or Die IPA. In the Bay Area, it's readily, readily available. It's relatively cheap, and it's so easy to get. And sometimes, me at least, when when I'm at the grocery store, especially this late at night, I just want something that is reliable. I want my go-to, mm-hmm. and Brew Free or Die is my would be my go-to. Now, if 21st Amendment isn't available in your part of the country or in the world, um, my next pick would be 60-minute or 90-minute IPA, and Dogfish Head is pretty readily available. I mean, if it's it's an East Coast brewery. They're, it's readily available here. Um, if you can't get 21st Amendment, brew free or die, my suggestion would be 60- or 90-minute IPA. And both of them are IPA mm. just because, you know, we love IPAs on this show. And yeah. if it's midnight, you want something to get the job done, so just go for the IPA. Oh, great picks, Jay. <laughs> and I got to say, out of... Out of the 60 versus the 90, we have featured the 90-minute on the show. Go back into the archives. I believe it was episode three. Oh, my gosh. How do I remember that? 
episode three, 90 minute IPA. Check it out, everyone, in case you're wondering what our opinion on that is. But out of the two, I do want to say that I do personally enjoy the, the 60 minute over the 90 minute. I discovered the 60 minute on a trip to Philadelphia back in 2013. Uh, they had it there. I'd had the 90 minute on on this side of the coast, of course. Uh, enjoyed that, but noticed that they had a something something minute from Dogfish with a green label, and I said, "Whoa, I've never seen that one." Of course, it was a, the 60 minute. Tried it. It's great. And since then, of course, they do carry it um, locally here, and uh, it's a it's a really great great single IPA. So uh, shout out to Dogfish Head. So uh, for my pick, Jay, I went with Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA. Uh, this is a classic yep. West Coast IPA. Great pick. Clocking, yeah, clocking it at seven percent, I believe, or maybe seven or seven point five. Um, but it does absolutely pack a punch. It it really gets the job done. It's just a classic example again of a West Coast Sierra Nevada. It's got the, they do the torpedo hopping technique that um, they really um, really advertise a lot over there. And, you know, in terms of the 7-Eleven around the corner from my parents' house or Safeway <laughs> or Lucky's yeah. or any grocery store in, in, in my neck of the woods, and I'm sure in many parts of the country, you, you know, this is a way of thinking of it. Anywhere that you would find Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, it's very likely that you're going to find Torpedo right next to it or at least nearby. So I, I really recommend it. It's great in a pinch. You get a six-pack of that for yourself uh, late night. Uh, on a on a Saturday night, and you're going to be feeling great. So my pick, Torpedo. Great, great pick. And I saw your pick, and my pick would have been uh, the uh, not the Torpedo, but the just a standard pale ale from Sierra Nevada. But um, you already picked Sierra Nevada, so I had to come up with something else. You can't go wrong with mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada. I mean, you know, obviously we're fans, and they're they're local here in in California. So awesome pick. Um, all right, mm-hmm. next category. And this is funny because I found myself in this situation today at lunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Best beer to get when you're at a chain restaurant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually at BJ's today. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, you know, in college, I was a fan of BJ's. They, you know, okay, quick aside, they, it, the, the BJ's <laughs> in Brea in, in Orange County, they used to have these... Um, uh-huh these beer tasting nights where you'd pay 20 bucks and they would give you, they would have a theme and they would pour you, okay. they would pour you. Um, so it'd be like whatever IPA theme or, or a stout and they would pour you, I want to say like 10 beers. They would give you tasters of, of 10 beers within a certain style, IPA, stout, whatever have you mm-hmm. 20 bucks. And you can come with a group of friends. If you had a designated driver, they would give them free food and free sodas. Cause you know, all, all you know designated drivers that's it's very important but mm-hmm. it would be all craft beers and this was before i was you know obviously you know I'm, I'm i'm way into craft beer now but i had no idea i had to go back into my 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 photo archive i actually had mm-hmm. um goose island bourbon county stout mm-hmm. for the first time in 2008 or 2009 and i had no idea I look back. <laughs> yeah, I was like oblivious. I had no idea I was drinking such a good beer. You're like, but what's it, that? Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> so I, you know, I went to BJ's today. Long story short, and you know, I don't want to argue whether or not they're craft or not. I, they're probably not, since they're got so many locations throughout their franchise. B- BJ's. 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 I Brewhouse. think. I think. Yeah. I think. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think they're technically. They make their own beer. 
Yeah, I think they're considered a craft a craft yeah. brewery. Yeah, they're primarily a restaurant, of course, or a chain. Yeah. yeah. But huh, that one that one may require some initial research. Yeah, yeah that's that one's interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, so I went to BJ's today yeah. and I ordered, you know, whatever beer that they made, but you know, say you're at a God forbid like <laughs> TGI Fridays or like an Applebee's. Oh, you're yeah. at like a lunch, yeah. you know, a work yeah. lunch type of thing, atmosphere. What do you get? Yep. And, you know, and, and of course, where drinking is encouraged or allowed. Um, what do you mm-hmm. get when you're at a chain restaurant? And my pick, I, I kind of took uh, the easy way out, you know, with the inconsistencies of the big chain restaurants, what they have on tap. For me, you know, obviously, I wouldn't do this at, at a lunch gathering, maybe more like a dinner thing. I would get, <laughs> which is my go-to, mm-hmm. is, is just Jameson on the rocks. I mean, I love... There you go. I love Irish whiskey even better when it's on the rocks. Um, yeah. That's just kind of the easy way out. But... but I, um, No, let me just quickly yeah. say, Jay, it's funny It's funny that you that you made that pick. I was just hanging out with my buddy, Matt, a.k.a. Pecone, and we were having, I wouldn't say a similar conversation, but the same topic came up. And it was kind of like, okay, what if you go somewhere and there's they don't have any good beer? It's just like it, it happens, you know. And there's nothing that really tickles your fancy, you know. You kind of go, oh, I'd rather not really drink that if I if I have the choice. Right. And he just said, I I just get I just get a gin and tonic. There you go. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. I just boom. That's it. He was like, I don't, you know, why am I gonna why am I gonna bother drinking you know crappy beer when I can just drink a cocktail that I enjoy? That, and yeah. There you go. Yeah. So that's, hey, you know, it's like this is a beer-focused podcast, of course, but, you know, me personally, not too, too much into into hard liquor, really don't drink it at all. But, Jay, hey, you know, if if, if th- that's that's an option and there's nothing that catches your eye in terms of beer, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So what, what was your pick for if you were at a chain restaurant? Yeah, you know what? I will – I – have done this. I haven't done it lately, but I've definitely done it quite a bit in the past. And I'll and I'll give you a good chain example: Red Lobster, and <laughs> they're cheesy bread. Oh my god, they're cheesy bread. <laughs> oh man, yeah. One of these days, I don't know. I'm gonna try to like get that recipe and and I don't know, burn my condo down trying it here at the house. Who knows? Um, no, no. I wanna I want to give my pick to Sam Adams Boston Lager. There go. A classic. Um, Boston Beer Company is still technically craft, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know we brought it up, brought it up uh, in a previous show, Jay, and we were kind of like, oh, I think it is. I did research. It technically is still a craft uh, brewery considered by the definition. And Boston Lager, it's a classic. It's one of the first um, you know, craft beers I remember ever trying. It was always interesting to me that it was um, it, it was considered to be a lager, and seeing it poured on draft, it wasn't the color that I thought a lager should be. It's lighter, yeah, and Isn't it a little bit lighter. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's, dark? it's like more brown. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. it's dark, it's dark, yeah. And I always was like fascinated by that in my in my younger you know college years, I guess you could say. Um, but it was um, it was always enjoyable for me, and you know being in a situation like. Red Lobster or some XYZ Applebee's, whatever you find yourself in that kind of a position. There's nothing else there. It's it's always reliable for me. I'm always going to enjoy it. Um, it's 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 at a nice ABV. It's it's got a um, it's you know you just kind of drink it. It's not too much. It's light. It can go with food, mm-hmm. and it's substantial at the same mm-hmm. time. You're going to get more enjoyment drinking that as opposed to like a Miller Lite or a Budweiser, in my opinion, at least taste wise. It's just it's just 
better made, you know, it's, it's, it's better executed as, as a logger. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a great old standby. So my pick is Boston lager. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great pick, Nick. And, and if you wanted to stick to beer, um, you know, I kind of copped out on my, you know, Irish whiskey, Jameson, uh, pick, um, I would go with Sam Adams also, or if, if they have it on tap, I've seen it on tap, uh, at some chain restaurants, Allagash White, you know, we mentioned it, I think last show or the, the show before, um, great beer. Um, Allagash White can't go mm-hmm. wrong with that either. Cannot go wrong with Allagash White. No, that's a, that's a great pick. All right. Now our right down to our last, uh, situation and scenario category, if you want to call it that, um, best beer to bring to a barbecue or a party or a potluck or just a social gathering. Um, mm-hmm. This was, I think you put you put this up on the on the show notes, Nick. Um, this was mm-hmm. a good one, and and my pick for the best beer to bring to a barbecue or a bar or a party, any growler from your favorite brewery. And in fact, make it make it make it two, make make it more impressive. Yeah. Bring two growlers of beer from your favorite local brewery. I mean, it, it's you know you can share your favorite beer. Maybe people haven't had a beer from, you know, whatever, Monkish or whatever have you. Um, mm-hmm. And imagine the way that you look with your hands full with the, these two big 64-ounce mm. growlers. You can share them with friends. You make a grand entrance. Um, that is my pick for best beer to bring to a barbecue. Just two growlers oh, yeah. from your favorite brewery. That's that's the number one pick out of them all to me. I mean, <laughs> if I invited you to my house for a nice little gathering, you show up with a couple of nice growlers from Cellar Maker, you're my new best friend. So <laughs> it is, yeah, Jay nailed it right on the head there. And my pick is a mixed 12-pack from Firestone Walker. The only thing that you absolutely have to make sure that you do when you purchase that is check the date. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> absolutely checking the date. Little little inside humor for listeners of the show, in case you're not familiar. We've covered this in a previous show. Gosh, we need, I should have checked the, the show number on there. It'll save you a um, trip back to BevMo, I don't know, maybe basically. we'll put... <laughs> yeah, right? Good old BevMo. But anyway, we, we cover this. It's an inside, um, you know, um, Internet Beer Users podcast joke. Check it out in the archives. Um, We'll put a a link in the show notes. Uh, Whatever podcast it is that we link in the show notes, listen to it so you get the joke. But in all seriousness, uh, Firestone Walker, they're 12 packs, pound for pound. It's kind of between Firestone Walker, Stone, and Sierra Nevada for me personally. If I'm going to a barbecue, I'm nine times out of 10, I'm picking one of those 12 packs. And most of the time, it's going to be whichever one's freshest. And whichever one has the best variety, yes. it has like a nice lager, has an IPA, maybe a double IPA, maybe like a wheat beer in there. Um, those three, Firestone probably being at the top for me personally, um, are always going to uh, win out when I'm, I'm in this kind of a situation. Uh, great craft beer, great variety, and um, you can't go wrong. And, and again, at the top is Firestone Walker, as long as it was brewed in the same year that you're attending the barbecue. <laughs> as long as that's the case, you're good to go. So check the date. Be sure to check the date. All right. Check um, the date. It looks like you've got a quite a bit of beer left in your in your teku. I think... Um, Jay, are you done? No, I'm not done. I've got... Um, ah, okay. All right. I probably got well, two sips, two sips left in mine. Well, you know, 
Well, you know what? I was just, you know, while you were talking, I was um, kind of, uh, I had my, my iPod and I was listening to a lot of um, Sir Mix mm. a lot, namely Baby Got Back. And just fun fact, by the way, uh, I was doing research for the show and apparently there's a lot of people out there that think Baby Got Back, the actual name of the song, is I Like Big Butts. Oh. I, I was just, I, I, I couldn't believe, I was literally, I, I swear to God, <laughs> you should look it up. It's literally like there was more response, like there was more <laughs> listings for Sir Mix a lot. I Like Big Butts. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those funny things. Anyway, um, I like big double IPAs and I cannot that lie. taste and I cannot lie. Yeah. I like big IPAs, big double IPAs and I cannot lie, especially ones that don't taste like big double IPAs. And that's how I would describe red beans and rice in a misser, an exceptional double IPA. I'm going to do something a little different here. I'm going to rate, I'm going to give it an overall rating and I'm going to give it a rating compared to other monkish double IPAs. So mm. I'll start with my, my overall rating. My overall rating is a five. Whoa. You, Yep, I'm giving it a five. This is one of the best monkish IPAs, excuse me, double IPAs, I guess beers, I, I would even say, that I've ever had. This is everything that I look for in a double a double IPA. Um, it's a little bit high on the ABV side, but I'm not going to dock it for that because of what they were able to accomplish in terms of the flavor, the fruitiness coming in, the mouthfeel, the finish at the ABV. They just... Monkish and the answer absolutely knocked it out of the park with this. In terms of a, of a beer in general, this one gets a five. I think it's I think it's nearly flawless, close enough for a five for me. So giving it a five. Now, in comparison to other Monkish double IPAs, I've had a few, been been lucky enough to do that. So um, I am going to give this a four seven five, maybe even a four eight five, because which I don't tend to. I try not to do little half half <laughs> right. in the in the quarter ratings, of course, like- but. Um, Okay. Like four seven, four eight five, I would say close to five. It's not quite the best monkish double IPA. That's probably gonna go to like a foggier window or a bomb atomically, those kind of guys. Those are like, man, anytime those come out, I'm like, oh, you know, those are my favorite monkish double IPAs. But this is very, very close. And it's just what's interesting is is I was talking to my brother and, and we essentially said, Man, it's a shame that they're likely never going to brew this beer again. When they do these collaborations yeah. and they're just the, those really unique, very quirky names, it's yeah. like that's it. You know, yeah. this is that's it. So um, I hope that um, we see the same hot profile. I'm sure we will um, in a future monkish beer, and um, I'll definitely be keeping my taste buds out for something similar to the red beans and looking forward to to trying that. But just super impressed with with this, and uh, I, I think it's exceptional. Wow, is that your first five? On the show? On the show? I think I had another one. I may have had another one. This could have been the first. I don't remember. I don't remember. I would have to check. I, Let's do some additional research on that one, right, Jay? Yeah, I've been meaning to do a spreadsheet and, and, and track all of our ratings for, for all the beers that we've had. I think that might be your first five. I think for the... and when, That could yeah, be. When, that could be. When you... <laughs> I, like, honestly, I was super surprised <laughs> that you gave it a five. Because for me, it was kind of like, it's good. Did it stand out? I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't had any alcohol prior to recording, so I had you know completely <laughs> clean palate. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's very good. I would give it a four point two five or a four point five. It's very good. Um, mm-hmm. It's. I think what it is too, Jay. It's cl- just a really quick. I think I really love Citra. I think I think that that is definitely a factor. I'm going to expand on that next show. 
just to kind of give a little little hint, little teaser. Um, I, I Citra is my number one preferred hop, and they really utilized it just very well with this, and and they just to me they nailed it with this. So I, I, I think I, I think, I think uh, that kind of I think that got it over the hump for me. Yeah, you know? yeah. The, for me, the the aroma was amazing. Uh, the way it looked was, you know, it looked, it looked, you know, it looked the part of a New England style mm-hmm. uh, IPA, double IPA, but it wasn't the same like juice bomb for me at least as like uh, I don't know the others. I've given fives like left and right, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, the Vale Brewing. Um, was it casual drinks? I think it was called, or uh, you know, yes, 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 or juice gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Like those ones, like blew mm-hmm. my socks off. Like I was like, holy, mm-hmm. I couldn't, my, my my brain couldn't process. Or nineties R and B, Mumford. I didn't get that same reaction when I had that my first sip. It just, it's a great uh, rendition mm-hmm. of this style. You know, double IPA, mm-hmm. New England style. Um, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> like, all right, you know. I, I brought up '90s R&B and we, I love the can design. I it I gravitated towards it. I'm a '90s kid and it and it mm-hmm. spoke to me. I'm gonna yeah. be super official and like yeah, this li- this label I I don't really like it. And you touched on it before that like there's a big picture of rice and red beans and it's not really very appetizing to to me or maybe you at least. And yeah, whatever. I'm being superficial, but it's like when you saw your wife no. for the first time. When I saw my my wife now, when I saw her for the first time. Hell yeah, I judged her by her by her cover and the way she looked, it, and it just so happened that, that I liked her that, that I liked her personality. But you know, this beer, <laughs> you don't don't get me wrong, she's awesome, right? Like that was just like the cherry on top. It was like you you look good, and I can talk to you. <laughs> you're not you're not a you you have a you don't have a personality of a doorknob, but you know, th- well, this can no, no. The, the can art is just it doesn't I don't it's, it doesn't speak okay. to me. Here's here's the thing. Let me let me let me kind of expand. So, I love the creativity of the can art. Let me just no, say, oh yeah, that. it's fine. I love it's it. It's fine, but it does. And, I don't like it, it. I'll be honest. I don't no, no, like no. It. And, and here's the deal. If you if you look at our Instagram posts again, just plug in our Instagram, check it out at IBU Podcast, and you see what um, we've done, and you know some some of the designs from Jay, some of them for me, um, and. The ones like you'll see it like great example our Pliny the Elder episode, you know the concept for our Instagram post was it was a close up of the Pliny the Elder label and we added our text to it our logo and it kind of it acted as our as a you know a, a picture for our show. So as you can see from from the can art they did something similar and just kind of that. I don't know, just that aspect of it really uh, instantly. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like they flipped the whole red beans and rice thing. Like I, I like stuff like that. But let me just tell you, Jay, I saw the red beans and rice and like it, it's it's front and center. It's it's boom. It's like right there. It's like it's it's huge. And to me, I don't want to see a picture of that, especially a food that I don't necessarily eat. Right. I don't dislike re- red beans and rice. I just don't. I prefer not to eat it personally. That's just my thing. It's not even. I don't, don't want to look at a. It's I don't want to look at a big old picture of it. It's not when even I'm the rice. It's not even the red beans and the rice. It's like, it's not. Uh, it's not an attractive can. I'll be honest. Like I, <laughs> I could care less about the red beans and rice. Like I've never had it, so I can't talk okay. down about it. But just, just looking at the label, sure, sure, it's. Sure. it's it's whatever you don't care for the design yeah. overall definitely which See, means that for the 
Xana, what is it? The Xana, Xana, I don't Z- forget Zeteri, what it was called. Uh, whatever. Yeah, so you don't, it's like that design is like, uh, whatever. So I know I hear that. I, I 100% I hear that. And um, again, big creativity points in terms of just, you know, overall, does it represent the beer? No. no. And I think <laughs> no. this one, I think on this one, Jay, it really is, you know, sometimes you do judge a book by its Absolutely. cover. Absolutely. That's how we pick wine at the grocery store. I was like, I look at the damn labels. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Yeah. If it has a and, cool and label, then, yeah. then I'll buy it. But if if this yeah. were a standard beer and I was going through the grocery store, I would not buy this beer, just mm-hmm. just being mm-hmm. honest. I probably wouldn't either. I'll, no, straight up. If it was another company I didn't know about, Monkish or whatever it was, which is called XYZ Beer Company, and they had a label that looked like this, which is a, a riff of red beans and rice, I would I would look right past it. So Yeah, um, and, and my rating doesn't reflect the, the, the label. If it... If it did, I would bump it down into the threes, but just, you know, I stand, I stand by my 4.25 based on the beer and the taste. So if you, if you went by the, if it went by the label, you'd give it a zero. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that would be true. So Jay, in the meantime, where can people send you red beans and rice recipe ideas? Um, please don't send them to me. <laughs> I will block you on Twitter. I, I, it seems like we've been blocking a lot of people on Twitter based on what they're sending me on your recommendation. <laughs> but Keep sending them. Keep sending them to Jay. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Just at don't Jay, send them to me. At Jay Torres on Twitter. Um, untapped at Jay Torres as well. At Bay Area Beer Life on Instagram. You can find me on untapped at Nick Pro. You can find our show accounts again on Instagram and Twitter at IBU Podcast. Uh, Continue to subscribe to the show. Tell a friend if you like what you're hearing. Drop us a line. Shoot us a DM. Add us on Twitter. Leave a review at your favorite uh, podcasting medium uh, player central location of choice. We're absolutely having a great time. We love doing this. We can't wait to join you all next week for another great beer and a great tech topic. And until next time, everyone, and until next time, Jay, cheers. Cheers. Are you putting money down? Nah, I never I never bet, man. I never bet. Who, and who and you, you know getting? what? Well, um, I I think Mayweather's going to win. Oh, it's just a question. Yeah, I think it's just a question of, of how he wins. I want to say, based on how he's been fighting as of late and the fact that he's 40 years old, I think it's going to end up, I think it's going to end up going the distance in the sense that, quite frankly, I think he's, I think Mayweather's going to take him the distance and like, I don't know, eight, eight or eight or ninth round, McGregor's going to be just gassed. It's completely exhausted and, and Mayweather's just going to take him apart. And they're probably going to end up st- stopping the fight. I think um, McGregor knows that this is his one shot to to m- make a story, make a name, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go out in the first couple rounds. And <laughs> is this our prediction for? <laughs> this is yeah, oh well, hell yeah, sure. this is our hell yeah. I would Great say idea. he's going to get. L- I I honestly don't care. But I think just just to be interesting, he's gonna get lucky and 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 get a good shot in the third round and maybe in the fourth round his Mayweather's legs are are, are gone and McGregor gets some knockout fourth round.
Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> that's, that's completely BS, but <laughs> I right. think Mayweather's going to win. <laughs> Jay's prediction, McGregor, KOs, Mayweather in the fourth round, Nick's prediction. I, let's distance. just say the let's just say the ninth round, TKO Mayweather win because okay. of McGregor being super gassed and Mayweather just unloaded on him. 